there, and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hello! It has been a minute. I hope you all had a great holiday break. I am back at it with homeschooling and our routine. Took kind of an unintentional month off from the podcast, um, but I have to say it feels really good. I always enjoy and need a break, but we really thrive in our routine, so it is good to be back episodes will be back every Tuesday for you. So this episode is going to be just a real-time mid-year check-in. So we are halfway through our second year homeschooling, and I thought I would just update you on how things are going, what we're loving, what has changed, what we've added or subtracted as far as curriculum, routines, all of the things. So let's get into it. Overall, first semester, how did it go? So we started our school year end of July, beginning of August, kind of eased on in. And I have to be honest um, that this was, this first semester was the roughest few months we've had at homeschool thus far. Um, I think that's for a few reasons. Number one, the novelty wearing off a little bit for all of us. Um, It was enchanting and exciting and something new and different that first year. And some of that is wearing off and we're getting into the daily grind of it. Um, we also have some tweenness coming in hot. We have, you know, my girls are eight and a half and 10, and we are having the tween attitudes and the things, right? Also, we got a puppy. Peggy has been a delight. She's like the world's best puppy, really, but she's still a puppy. And that has really thrown a wrench in our works a little bit. We got her at the end of October. And so, October through October and November in particular were rough. Um, just trying to get in some new routines around her schedule and how to manage it all. And then honestly, just some pandemic stress catching up and um, impacting my mental health really uh, to where I am working with a doctor and therapist, which I've, which I have been for a while, but working to make sure that I am coming to homeschooling and parenting and just life in general with my healthiest self. So that has been um, hard, but also is already making a big difference. So I think another issue is just the second year homeschooling. I found all the, you know, over over the discovering homeschool the first year, I found all these resources and I had all these ideas. And I think that made me um, try to cram too much in. It felt like, and I think this is common with homeschooling is that we get all these great ideas and we think we want to implement all of them all at the same time. And we don't look at the bigger picture. And I think I was maybe trying to cram a few too many extra things in and needing to streamline and simplify. So we've done some of that. The other thing is the first year homeschooling was 2020 into the 2021 school year. And there weren't a lot of options for outside activities. Life did not feel normal. So we could kind of, you know, isolate here and just really hone in on homeschooling. And that was like, you know, there wasn't social things going on, really. There weren't extracurricular activities available. And so there just wasn't quite as much to juggle, which now it's like, oh, okay, 
So this is homeschooling with life somewhat returning to normal. Also not. Things are weird, right? I mean, what is normal anymore? But I think that all of those things contributed to kind of a rough first semester. And instead of throwing up my hands and being like, this is too hard. We can't do this. I don't like this anymore. I am being really cognizant of the fact that like, no matter what schooling choices we were making for our kids, there would be rough seasons. There would be attitudes. There would be ups and downs and homeschool is no different. And I think it all feels so high stakes. And when it's all happening here and I'm responsible for it, that it's very easy to overreact to those ups and downs. And I'm trying to remember that this is a long game. So that is where we are at entering first semester. All that being said, here are some changes and some things that um, we're bringing into second semester with us. So the first thing is I am not a big fan of like a token economy reward system for kids because I think it can be um, very de-incentivizing sometimes and get rid of some of that intrinsic motivation. But I was realizing that we needed something. I had two pain point areas that I needed something to help with. So number one was as the kids are older, they want more screen time and we use screens in our house. We have no qualms about that. Um, but when they're home all day, there's more opportunities for them to ask for it, right? They have iPads, they have their TV up in the playroom, they have um, Nintendo Switch now. And so I was needing a little more of a streamlined way to regulate screen time. And then there were two things that we were really working on in our homeschool in terms of behavior, and that was respectful and responsible behavior. So um, now I have a screen time token system implemented. So they have a planner, they have a little notebook, and I write in the notebook a checklist for the day of things that they're like actually responsible for. So work that they're going to be turning in, what the page numbers are, all that kind of stuff. And if they get through that whole day, have everything on the list done with a respectful attitude for the most part. That does not mean we don't have reminders because we definitely do, but without any major fits, right? Um, they get a 45-minute screen time token for a good school day. And again, good school day just means respectful and got your stuff done. They can then save those. They can use them whenever they want. They also will get like a 15 to 30-minute screen time token you know, at my discretion for like caught you being good kind of stuff, like being extra helpful, um, getting going in the morning with a great positive attitudes, being kind to their sister or something like that. So I, I will give them extra ones too. And they need to use a screen time token when it's kind of those random times of day. So if they, you know, if we're watching something together as a family, a family movie night, a football game, if we're all playing Nintendo together as a family, something like that, they don't need to use a screen time token but more for those random screen times that they want on their iPad for 30 minutes, you know, during their free time. Then they just have to turn in a token. So it's helped them in so many ways. Number one, be accountable for their school day and their attitudes during that school day. Um, it's really helped them see, it's, it's helped them be thoughtful about their screen time choices because they're having to spend a token on it and like teaching them a lot about time management, I think. So we're loving that. The little notebooks, it's just nothing fancy. I got them a cute notebook from Target and it's just that checklist of the day really helps them see what's coming. Cause I was realizing one of our pain points is that 
you know, especially these tween years where they're pushing back and that's kind of what they're supposed to do. There's they're learning their autonomy, all of that. I, there's just many requests from me of them all day long. Right. And so if it can all be laid out ahead of time on the checklist, it's like the checklist is in charge. I'm not just having to keep surprising them with this assignment. And oh, by the way, we're doing this for social studies. And oh, by the way, don't forget to do your math. It's just all there. They know what's expected of them for the day. And they are they have a lot more autonomy in what order they do things in. I call them over to work with me individually as I need them to. Um, that is really helping. So those two things, the planner and the screen time tokens attached to it have been great. Okay, how about some curriculum updates? Here is where we were at. And we, I have other podcast videos on the curriculum that we chose um, on Instagram. I have other podcast episodes on this. So I wanted to give you an update. So this is gonna get more in the weeds of homeschool resources and curriculum. But I will say for language arts, lightning literature was not working great for us. And I'm very disappointed. We love the book list and we're still using um the book list for their independent reading at their level, but the, and we're using a few bits and pieces and comprehension pieces that go with the books from the workbooks, but the girls were not loving lightning literature. And I was getting more pushback on that than anything else. And I'm not exactly sure why I think levels of work expected didn't quite match up with where they were at. Um, some of it too easy and some of it too hard it's just, they're just not loving it for whatever reason. And my kids are workbook kids. They love to do a workbook and have just like a day one, day two, day three, day four kind of a thing. And I thought that this would work great for them. And for whatever reason, it's not. So I'm not ex exactly sure what wasn't working. So I'm not writing it off completely yet. And like I said, I love their book lists. And then I will talk to them about, um, you know, comprehension about what they're reading based on the questions in the book. But We've kind of put that on the back burner otherwise. So for language arts currently, they're doing their independent reading from the lightning literature book list. Um, and then we're using spectrum workbooks, the word study and phonics workbooks for their grammar, for their, um, you know, punctuation, capitalization, stuff like that. Dictionary skills, learning all those kind of extra language arts skills. Plus we're using brave writer with our monthly read aloud. So we're doing some things from the Brave Liter Writer Literature Guide to also reinforce those grammar skills and literary elements and all of that. And then the one new thing that we added this semester is IEW, Institute for Excellence in Writing, their Writing Structure and Style Year One Level A program. We are loving it. And here's one of the reasons. Number one, it's very structured and detailed and and builds very systematically on their skills. So they do not feel overwhelmed. They know exactly what to do each day and one thing builds on the next. It's also all laid out for me. And in fact, there are video lessons where the teacher and creator of the program teaches the lessons. So it's removed again. It's put a little bit of a buffer between mom and me, right? In terms of who is doing the teaching and who's requiring the work. There's something psychological that really just helps with that if you can build that into your homeschool day. So they are doing fabulous with that. We are all loving it. Mr. Pudwa, who is the person who is teaching, is funny. And they they just, we've had zero issues with writing since we started this. So I'm loving that. 
They also are done with their cursive practice book from Handwriting Without Tears, which they love. I would not even require, but they just love it as like a morning work, getting their brain going, getting their you know, hand warmed up. So we, they finished those books and then we're going to be adding in fix it grammar level one, the nose tree for morning work in place of that. And what that is, is like a sentence a day working on editing skills. So they're learning grammar concepts and sentence structure and all that kind of stuff through editing a sentence a day. And all of the sentences work together to make the nose tree story. So just a quick little thing, reinforce all of those grammar skills. We're going to add that in for second semester. It is on its way to me right now. I will keep you updated on that. We are also going to be adding in typing this semester, uh, just as something else they can do independently while they're waiting to work with me or when they finished everything else. We're just using typing.com, which is free. Um, we haven't, I've gotten it set up, but I haven't had them do a lesson yet. So I will also keep you updated on that. But I think Typing is the new cursive, right? Like that's what kids need more than cursive. And so we're, we're switching into that as well. For history and social studies, we are, we were doing ancient history with history quest. I really do love the history quest curriculum, but again, this is an area where we were trying to do too much because I was also trying to do Arizona state history. And like all about learning about Arizona, third and fourth grade are grades typically in most states where they have like a state history component of their social studies. So I decided to just start focusing in on Arizona using like an interactive notebooking approach. I will link to the resource that is kind of our main spine for that um, and supplementing with studies weekly Arizona sheets, but doing some field trips, doing some things like that when the weather is nice here in the desert we are just pausing history quest for right now and focusing on finishing Arizona history for the year. This is one of those areas we've had to streamline. One thing that is still working amazing for us is Singapore dimensions math. Um, Singapore math tends to be about a year ahead in terms of when they introduce certain concepts and stuff. So my girls are in third and fourth grade, but we are doing level two and three with them. Um, and they're almost done with the first half of the school year in those. I've already ordered and received the second half of the school year. It's like 2A, 2B broken down. We are loving that. We're, we are still loving our morning basket routine with our focus on mental, physical, emotional health um, and rotating resources that way. And then we are moving forward with science with our scientific connections through inquiry. It's called SCI, SCI, level three. And we're starting the unit on flight. So we're kind of skipping around in there, but this is our first unit using them. It's very simple, very doable. The girls made their own DIY kites and we learned about lift and gravity and all of that. So we're just getting started with that, but loving it so far. And we're, I'm still deciding if we will continue in that curriculum for the rest of second semester and pick up a couple more units, or if we'll be piecing together something else, or maybe doing like a project-based learning for last quarter I will keep you posted on science. That's been a tricky one as we've switched away from the good and the beautiful for that. Okay, extracurriculars. We are busy, busy bees this semester. <laughs> so this school year, really. Okay, so here's where we're at. Vanessa is still doing gymnastics and she is in like a pre-team. So she is at the beginning level of like the competitive gymnastics route. So she is doing gymnastics twice a week for two hours each day, Monday and Wednesday. 
But Julia, as a, it, it kind of moved into that, um, you know, crossroads with gymnastics, if you're going to just do it for fun or you're going to do it for competition, it was getting harder. Julia decided it was not her main love and she really wanted to try jujitsu. So she is doing Brazilian jujitsu with Jeremiah. He's doing that as well. And so she's doing that for two classes a week and loves it so far. So that's, it's actually been really nice for them to each have their own thing since they do spend so much time together. They also started a musical theater program, which I'm so excited about. They're doing Beauty and the Beast Jr. this whole first or second semester here. Um, and they have after school programs for kids, school age kids, but they also started a homeschool one, which is like Thursday afternoons during the homeschool day, which is so nice to not have an extra activity in the evening that gets to be hard. So they are just loving that. Vanessa got the part of the wardrobe. And Julia got the part of the feather duster and they're just, they're really excited and learning a ton from that. I think theater is just so great for public speaking, music. So that's like our main special right now that we're doing. Like, love it. That's taken care of for me. We are still doing piano lessons with me. I'm teaching them, but we have been a little less consistent with that. That's one of the things that as I'm trying to focus in on what matters in a school day, letting some of the extras go when we've had a hard time focusing in on even like math and language arts. So that's been a little less consistent than I would like, but hoping to get back to that. And then we do have a little co-op um, homeschool group with two other families. There are eight girls, uh, ages ranging from fourth grade down to four years old. And we've just kind of decided this second semester to make that a little less formal. So we don't we were kind of trying to plan activities and have all these crafts and things for them to do. And we just decided, you know what, when the weather is nice right now and we are burnt out by the end of the week, let's just make Friday mornings a time to get together, go do something in nature, go for a hike, go to a nature preserve, a chance for the kids to get together and be outside. So that is really nice because if we're having a busy week, you know, it's, it's no big deal. If you bow out, you don't have to plan anything. Um, we do have a couple field trips planned too. We had, we went to a Rudolph play over, um, at Christmas time with that group. We went to a natural history museum first semester. Um, we're going to be going to another, a musical instrument museum and, oh, another play, a schoolhouse rock play. So it's just been a great group to connect with other homeschool families, but it's been nice to also loosen up on that a little bit and let it be more flexible in what we all kind of need. So that's working out great. All right. So that's kind of a wrap up of our, of where we're at. It's catching you up on all of the things. I feel like I talked a mile a minute, but I just wanted to give you an update because the beginning of the school year, there's so much content out there about, you know, what we're using. And then you're like, wait, did you like that though? <laughs> so kind of letting you know where we're at. And I wanted to be honest about the fact that first semester was rough and that's okay. And we're, it's getting better already. So I do feel like we are in a good groove now. I feel like we've pared down to what matters and what's working for now. And you know what, that might change in a couple months and that's also okay. All right, time for a homeschool hack. This is a thing that I saw somewhere online. I can't even tell you where, but it was to get a diaper caddy with compartments and handles for all your mom slash teacher homeschool supplies, like your pens, your special markers and highlighters, your stapler, your planner, everything 
that can move around with you in the house. Because this is the thing. Sometimes I'm planning at the kitchen table. Sometimes I'm planning in my bed. Sometimes I'm planning up in the homeschool room. So I have this Molly Ollie brand. I will link to it in the show notes, but it's like this sturdy kind of um, felted wool material. And it's meant for, you know, diaper changes around the house, but there's all these great little customizable compartments. I can fit all my stuff in there. And it's just been great to be able to grab that and take it wherever I'm doing homeschool or wherever I am planning for that day. So it's been great. Okay. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat over on Instagram. I am at Lad Erica over there. You can find all kinds of videos on curriculum, books and resources, quick tips, a lot of just like day in the life behind the scenes kind of stuff of our homeschool. Um, and then you can find the show notes for this episode, like I mentioned, with links to anything in your podcast player. I'd also love to hear from you. Send me an e- email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com or shoot me a DM over at, ad, at Lad Erica on Instagram. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.